Every Tuesday, Austin Rich descends into the Lava Lamp Lounge to dispense pop culture detritus and DJ deconstructions from the comfort of historic St. John's, Oregon. Listen as he pontificates like a man appointed with a sacred duty of hosting a radio program by a mysterious church in this very episode of Las Fufmas Radio. Welcome to a mini-cast, as it were, here uh, from Blast Foofmas Radio. Ugh, and what can I say? Except that I was abducted by aliens. That's right. Uh, I began fighting crime in my spare time. Uh... uh I've experienced a number of uh, supernatural, protonatural, predenatural, and extranatural uh, phenomena uh, over uh, the last several months, and um, have begun uh, traveling the stars and cosmos from my apartment uh, in historic St. John's, Oregon. using uh, a series of um, 19th century technologies uh, that, well, uh, to put it bluntly, have prevented me from doing this program. Uh, that's right. Uh, Blast Woofness Radio has uh, essentially uh, descended into uh, fictional excuses uh, as to where we have been of recent months. Uh, and it's been kind of awful, actually. Uh, I don't deal well with sudden uh, transportation from one location to another, uh, being summoned through space and time to solve mysteries that I don't know anything about because I'm just a you know, bumpkin human that uh, happens to accidentally get picked in place of Sherlock Holmes, who was supposed to be there anyway. Uh, but for some reason, he was off uh, dealing with some sort of hound covered in uh, phosphorus or something like that. And, and I'm the one that has to uh, use my uh, inductive reasoning to solve this alien's plight. It's been actually kind of a nightmare, uh, if I do say so myself. And so, um, as I have been doing all these things, hunting werewolves, taking care of various different crises from different universes, blah, 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 blah. As I've been doing all this stuff, I really have been longed for this radio program uh, in a pretty big way. You know, um, I would while away the hours 
As alien women tried to describe to me the horrors that they had spir- experienced in various different spaceports, uh, I would sit there and, and wonder, uh, why can't I be back in the studio um, recording and mixing some sounds and some music into the background? Why can't I be there? Um, but instead, I'm stuck recording these tedious journal entries on some sort of starship far, far away in a galaxy too near to comprehend. It's just been very surreal. Uh, And so uh, we are hoping to resolve uh, for the new year um, a new way of doing things. Uh, Blasphemous Radio is coming up on its 15th birthday. That's right. We're about to start uh, buying baseball cards from the corner store. We're going to start spitting a lot. We're going to start noticing girls. Well, we have been noticing girls, but now we're really going to put some time and energy into that pastime as a radio program. Uh, Yeah, you know, 15. It's a big year. Big deal. A lot of stuff happens. Uh, And... Uh, you know, I mean, like, I've really been enjoying the direction that the program has been going and all of its different incarnations, uh, but the need to shake things up is starting to, uh, come into play. Um, there was one, uh, you know, moment in particular when, uh, (laughs) I was, uh, with, uh, a various selection of, uh... (laughs) fictional and historical personalities from the past, uh, present, and future. And we would band it together uh, to fight this uh, evil disruption to the time stream that was going to uh, cause us all to die. It was really, really, really scary. Um, pretty action-packed. A lot of good effects. Uh, let me tell you, second reel is to die for. It gets a little slow in the beginning of the third, so take your bathroom break there. But comes back in a big way in the end. Whew, that was a really good one. Uh, anyway... On one of the uh, many nights when I would sit there and regale Albert Einstein and, uh, well, you know, um, Amelia Earhart with uh, stories of uh, my various different uh, adventures in radio, I would pause and think to myself, you know, I need to do something different. I need to shake things up. And so uh, I'm beginning here with this uh, very uh, podcast. That's right. Um... I'm not quite in the position to start recording on a regular schedule uh, the way I used to, but that's okay, I think. Uh, you know, for someone like me who has a very busy schedule, uh, I'm constantly repairing my costumes, uh, developing new steampunk solutions to uh, very easily solved 21st century problems. Uh, when I'm not doing all of those things, uh, I'm thinking tirelessly about this show, and uh, my recent thoughts revolve around uh, the need for change. So, what this means is Tuesday is now a state of mind. You catch my drift. The shows will be dropping here, there, and everywhere. The lengths will be changing, the breadths will be changing. The TH pronunciations at the ends of words will be changing. We are, in effect, uh, developing a new format for the show. Uh, I haven't quite 
nailed it down yet. Uh, there's going to be some experimentation. For those of you who subscribe to the RSS feed, uh, you might be getting some weird stuff in the feed. Some things that might stay for a while. Some things that might become incorporated in other things. Uh, I might change some forms. We're toying with uncharted radio territory, uh, as you catch my drift. And uh, we don't want to be uh, bogged down by the uh, in-camera special effects that we used to be able to get in the old days that everybody thinks were so much cooler than modern technology. Well, here's the story, Mac. And I like the fact that I have now decided that the person I am talking to is personified with the three-letter noun, Mac. Uh, here's the story, Mac. Uh, there was a time when people thought those in-camera effects were clunky and stupid as well. Why can't you do it the old-fashioned way? Why can't you just stop the camera, take the thing out of the frame that you want to have suddenly disappear, and then restart the camera, and oh wow, they disappeared. No complicated effects whatsoever. Why can't you just be content with those? Why do you gotta do those newfangled uh, in-camera effects? Well, the truth is, uh, things always change. The world needs new ideas. And with that being said, uh, we are taking this show into new and exciting areas. Uh, we're not sure where those areas are going to end up being. We have a rough idea. We're going to start lobbing digital audio in that general direction and see if any of it sticks to the wall. And uh, when it does, we'll know that all we have to do is prepare the sauce and uh, we got ourselves a pretty good dinner, if you know what I mean. So, courage, dear listeners. Something new, something bold, something different, something strange. Something not quite what you think it might be. But in the end, it turns out it is actually the same thing. Just different. And that's okay. Because that's what we came here for. Something a little different. Earl has been guiding us uh, quite a bit over the last 15 years, and we're hoping that his continued uh, teachings and lessons are taking us in the right direction. But if we stray, if something is not quite right, if you'd like to make a comment, you want to find some way of interaction, getting on board, we love audience participation. We're all about it. So, uh, you know, check us out on the interweb. We are Blasphoofmas just about everywhere. Uh, we have our own website, blasphoofusradio.com. Uh, we've got a blog now, uh, acronyminc.org. We're back on that site. Can you believe it? We used to be there, and then we went on this weird journey through the desert, through different places and areas. And we tried various different ways of living. We soon decided that, no, we hated all of those things. Let's go back to the way it used to be. So we're back. We're back on acronyminc.org, where we blog from time to time. Uh, our handle is Blasphoofmas on Twitter and Skype and Gmail and all those good places. Uh, you know, those kinds of things. 
Um, but we always want those lines of communication open. Uh, and uh, feel free to utilize them. We will uh, incorporate you into the show. Uh, due to these new things that I've been taking on, these new tasks, these new gargantuan, world-saving, uh, adventure-laden voyages that I am often thrust into, um, the show's going to take new form, and uh, we haven't quite decided what that's going to be. But we'd like you to contribute if you can. So that being said, uh, we're going to try a few things, and uh, we hope that you like them, and uh, we hope that uh, you will comment on them. And until such time as I have more to say, farewell, sweet listener. Farewell. Or you can just wait for the uh, cut coming now. It's such a nice floating sensation. I had no idea we were so far into Blast Wolfmas Radio. I've got to count to ten and push the button. One, two, three. Where? DJ Austin Rich patted me on the arm, smiling, and I took a little box of noise home with me. I couldn't make them understand. It wasn't just a dream. It was something that was happening. Really happening. Audience participation is happening at Blasphoofness on Skype, Twitter, Gmail, My Your Plus. Just go to our page and click the Enjoy button. And at BlasphoofmasRadio.com. We here at Blasphoofmas Radio really want to thank you for enjoying our program and uh, supporting it in the way that you do. So, uh, if you are not doing so already, please go to the iTunes store and subscribe to Blasphoofmas Radio. There's a number of subscription options, and all of them are free. And if you enjoy the program, please leave a comment and let us know exactly what you like about it and what keeps you coming back every week. Uh, and then, of course, you can always go to the My Faster Plus page and uh, give us an enjoy or two. Those definitely help the program, and uh, it tells us exactly what we can do for you as someone who listens and enjoys what we do. Thanks. No amount of money or organization support was used in any way, shape, or form to produce this ad for your listening pleasure. Thank you. Bless 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 Radio. It has, unfortunately, gotten to the point where... I'm almost embarrassed to tell people that I am a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. I never intended to become one. Let's make that clear. I thought the movie was funny. And it had Paul Rubens in it. So, uh, I mean, how could that be about wrong? That was great. By no definition of good would it ever exclude 
the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. So we've got that clear up front. But, you know, the TV show and you start to meet some of the really obsessive fans, you know? Oh, it was rough. Uh, let me tell you, hard sell. Hard sell. Definitely. Uh, but, you know, in this wonderful uh, world that we live in, where <laughs> DVDs are mailed directly to your house, and <laughs> no one has to know what you're watching in the dead of night when uh, no one else is around. <laughs> um, you might find yourself indulging now and then in a television show of some kind or another. Ugh. We've all been there. We don't stick with them. We all have our Frasier periods, if you know what I mean, where you're just watching it, hoping no one will catch you. Trying to come up with the perfect rationale as to why you actually are watching when you really have no explanation whatsoever <laughs> as to, uh, nor do you need one for that matter, as to why you're watching Mama's Family. You just are. It happens. And uh, sooner or later, I came across uh, the stray episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer here and there uh, when it was on this channel and whatnot. And, uh, you know, you're in that mood where, yeah, you know, it's the end of the night. I'm pretty drunk. I'm just going to watch whatever's on TV right now. Sober up a little bit. Drink some water. That's the smart play. But, you know, you're on the couch already, and the TV's on, the remote's just out of arm's reach, so it really... Uh, oh, fine, we'll watch this. I don't need to explain it, okay? Uh, it's happened to y'all, and uh, even more to the point, sooner or later, it ends up being Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> um... So yeah, I watched it, and I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, by the time I started getting into the third season episodes, it was pretty sweet, actually. Uh, and and that's the hard thing to explain to somebody. Uh, and you know, wait, wait a minute. You watched something for two seasons, and you were like, "Well, it hasn't grabbed me so far. I'll keep watching and see if it gets better. I've already committed two years of my life." What harm could come? Um, so that's the, the, the first explanation that you have to overcome. <laughs> um, admittedly, there's a lot of weak stuff in those beginning years. So I'll get at that. Um, there's some cool stuff, too. So, you know, don't ride my ass too hard. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, my straw man argument starts to fall apart under closer examination. My point being... I ended up watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer in spite of everything stacked against it. Uh, and I became a fan. Uh, so much so that when uh, they started publishing comic book versions of the show <laughs> where they continue the story uh, from the show into the comic books, uh, I made that leap. You bet I did. And uh, the comics were good. I have to say, and uh, the reason I'm mentioning all of this uh, at all 
is uh, I'm finally caught up on uh, season nine of the Buffy comics that are being published by Dark Horse uh, currently. Uh, and, I, and, and not just the Buffy comics, I have also uh, brought into the range of uh, my reading eye the uh, Angel and Faith series that runs concurrently with uh, the season nine Buffy comics that take place at the same time. They kind of reference each other. Um, I've been reading those. Uh, the new Spike series is pretty fucking excellent. I have to say, it's Spike, but he's in a spaceship with insect aliens and they're fighting bad guys somehow. Pretty fucking sweet. Uh, just saying. And there's a Willow series that's, you know, a very soul-searching kind of thing. Uh, it, it works really well on that level and as an extension of the series. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, my one observation I will make uh, about the Season 9 Buffy comics, uh, and I'm going to do no spoilers uh, for this, uh, so um, don't worry about that. I'll let you know if there's going to be spoilers. I'm not that kind of guy. So, please, keep keep listening. Anyway, um, they are, in a kind of microcosm, recreating the uh, interactivity of mainstream comic books uh, in a kind of subtle way. Um, so, season eight, we had Buffy Comics, Another publisher was also publishing Angel Comics, IDW, uh, at the same time, but eventually uh, the rights for that character reverted back to Dark Horse so that they could incorporate Angel into their storylines. So they kind of can discount those to one degree. I know nerds are getting really angry going like, what? After the fall doesn't count? No, sorry, that's not what I'm saying. Um, But for all intents and purposes, stick with me for this argument so we've got like the Buffy season 8 comics being published by Dark Horse season 9 comes out we've got Buffy and Angel running concurrently two different big series and a couple little mini series get published with the uh, Spike and the Willow uh, spinoffs all you know ostensibly happening in the same universe Uh, in a micro scale they're starting to develop that kind of universe-building identity that uh, DC or Marvel uh, have been doing for years, Uh, which is no surprise. People who uh, watch even uh, 10 minutes of an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer are going to realize that the people who write and produce that show read comic books. (laughs) That's a very small leap of the uh, deductive reasoning you have to make in order to connect the dots in that particular situation. What I'm getting at is, in doing something like that, uh, they're really kind of developing a a unique um, perspective on transmedia storytelling. I mean, like, uh, Buffy made the leap from television to comics, not the first, definitely won't be the last, uh, but the idea of the TV show itself had embedded in it these comic book notions that are now finally being able to uh, realize themselves on the printed page in a way that, uh, unfortunately, a film crew would require quite a bit of money. Uh, All of that being said, 
there are some pretty lame parts. <laughs> um, what can I say? At the heart of the Buffy the Vampire series is a lot of soap opera, um, you know, which when you boil a lot of adventure fiction down to its essence, that's the case for so many things. So no harm, no foul there. But uh, sometimes they get bogged down in their own attention to detail about the soap opera-y-ness of their stories. Um, their ex-boyfriends come and go constantly. Uh, there's breakups, there's hookups. Uh, there's characters that have known each other forever, finally uh, trying to get together and then not, and on and on and on. Uh, sexual identity is being explored. All of that kind of stuff plays out in the Buffy comics, and it actually tends to slow down the story. Um, it, you know, it makes for really good television because that's kind of what television is. Um, plus, you've got pretty faces of people that you don't mind watching uh, make out with each other, <laughs> to be totally honest. Um, uh, not always. Sometimes. Not as often as it should be. How about that? Uh, my point being... Uh, long romantic interludes yeah, they need to be a, an element of what's going on in any story I mean humans are humans we're motivated by emotions in so many big ways if you eliminate that component of the narrative you totally screw everything up however I think they could tone it down a bit and uh, maybe put some story in there as well uh, the, the relationships don't have to be dwelled upon um, there's some really cool ideas happening in the series. Let those play out. That's just what I'm saying. Um, some of the storyline bits get a little bit uh, confusing. Uh, they obfuscate certain things that they don't need to. They keep things intentionally vague so that they can kind of buy them back at future dates or uh, close off those potential storylines in the event they don't want to pursue them anymore. That kind of stuff. It's, it's your very typical uh, kind of uh, growth spurts of the first few years of any new comic book. Uh, however, the home run ratio of stories that are awesome and successful is really high in that series. Uh, it's all of the stuff that you love from uh, being a fan of Buffy. Um, and uh, you can uh, dictate your own level of commitment to these books. Uh, there's always letter pages in the back. There's a lot of weird drama that plays itself out in the letter pages between readers. Uh, you can choose not to read those pages. <laughs> and you don't have to know about the people who uh, are very bitter about certain relationship outcomes uh, or uh, certain hot-button political issues that get explored in the pages of the comic. Um, you can choose not to read those. It, it, it's like the perfect kind of thing for a Buffy fan to get involved with because the really hardcore people can go in deep. And the people who are looking for something fun can have something fun. That's my recommendation. Check them out. Uh, up next on uh, my uh, reading deck, so to speak, uh, I'm going to go back through Mike Mignola books. Uh, I have a bunch of new uh, Hellboy and BPRD books that I have not read yet. I have a whole bunch that I have read, but the stories are a little foggy and I would like to refresh on. And uh, who really needs an excuse to read Mike Mignola books? They're great. He's a really good storyteller. 
so uh, I'm looking forward to rereading it. I think it's going to be fun. So, uh, yeah, Dark Horse, uh, probably my favorite publisher. Gonna stick with them, I have to say. Uh, they're pretty great. Well, that's going to do it for us right now. Our new form, our new idea, our first salvo, if you will, into this uh, area of uh, blasphemy, goodness, and joy. Uh, yeah. Um, special thanks to Cynthia, uh, who works for Dark Horse Comics and has been my hookup for these Buffy uh, books that I've been uh, enjoying lately. Uh, Cynthia, you rule. Uh, we need to get together and have another beverage um, and talk comics and uh, the good old days and goth records and things like that. Um, so uh, thank you, Cynthia. Uh, and also a special thanks to uh, Kyle Rich, who keeps this show placed firmly in the interfirmament of digital awesomeness. Uh, Kyle runs the back end of things. Uh, we've been having some problems uh, with file names. So if there's any episode of the show that you cannot get to but would like to listen to, drop me an email, blastfoofmas at gmail.com or austinrich at gmail.com. I'll uh, hook you up with the link and get that fixed right away. All of the episodes are available in some form. Uh, they're just, we're working out the back end stuff. And uh, Kyle's been doing an awesome job on that, but there's a lot of work that I need to do that has yet to be done. So kick my ass into gear is what I am saying with that one. Special thanks to Miss Ricky and Josh Jones for designing various different uh, logos and whatnot that we use on the Interwebatron. And, of course, Paco Jones for recording the opening theme music to our program. Uh, if you have ideas... Drop me an email. Check us out online, blasphemousradio.com uh, or our blog, acronyminc.org. Uh, you guys are wonderful. You guys are beautiful. Without you, there would be no show. Be seeing you. <laughs> fabulous deed indeed to enjoy the joy and to treasure the pleasure